Hi, this is Mitch Doan, and along with Jamie Richardson, we're your hosts of the Breakthrough Active podcast. We aim to deep dive into health and fitness that will help bring you a better understanding of topics that are of interest to you and can help you on your own journey. If you are enjoying the episodes, we'd love for you to leave us a rating on the platform you listen to your podcasts. Enough from me, sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome back again to the Breakthrough Active Podcast. My name's Mitch, I'm your host again, and we've got a very special guest today who is actually our first ever return guest. So she's come back ah. come back for more. So I've got Brooke Hughes with me. Welcome back, Brooke. Thanks, Mitch. Lovely to be back. Do you feel a sense of honour knowing that you're the first person to be on twice? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Can... Can't believe it. Didn't think you'd ever <laughs> ever see the day. No, I uh, I know you're a bit of an avid listener and you always have liked us talking shit on here apparently. So I thought, yep. uh, and, you've, and you've got a bit of shit talking to do yourself too, so that's always a good thing for a podcast where people listen to it who are probably wanting to hear the same sort of stuff. So um, a few things I did want to chat about today. First of all, I wanted to talk about uh, the Knights and specifically the Knights girls because I know you're pretty into the footy. So mm-hmm. first of all, how good that they won the premiership. I thought that was bloody unreal. Um, yep. Did you go to any games this year? We did. Their very first game that they played, we went and watched the double header um, at the ground. But yeah, we haven't gone any other time. But yeah, we definitely watched the very first first inaugural game of the yeah. late night. So and, and it was like, yeah, it was amazing. I was just going to say, did you go to any games last year? To last year, yeah, no, yeah, no. first time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I watched a, I watched a, I can't remember who they played last year when I watched they were on before the guys, and they were well, it was their first year and they had a lot of players who I don't think it, I mean had played at that level before, so they were they, they struggled in the comp, you know. They, I think they were maybe ended up last, but their their turnaround was amazing. I know I know that they you know signed a few few big names from from different clubs who had some experience. But I think just them getting a year under their belt would have helped a lot as well. But they look like a different team altogether. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah, I, that, uh, my mistake, I did go to the very first normal game. So I didn't. I haven't been this year. So that's... I've oh, I'm sorry. Been. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. So I saw their first game and I honestly thought that I think it was the Roosters they played as well, their first game. And they were good. Like it was just, like you said, maybe a bit of um, experience that they lacked. Like they had the talent, but maybe not quite enough to keep it together for the whole game. So I think they were still in it. And I thought, oh, well, we'll be in with a shot here. And they, yeah, the rest of their season wasn't great. But like you said, they've made some, you know, bought some experienced personnel in there and, and some of the younger you know, players have come up and just been unreal. Like the to li- to watch them in real life and the hits and how hard they play is. I, I prefer to watch them than the men, to be honest. Like they, there's no mucking around. There's no laying on the ground and whatever. They just get up and because they they want to be there. I mean, they don't get paid very much, so you've got to really 
mm. love the game to want to to do that week in week out. I think. Yeah. No. I, I mean, I think there's yeah, there's a bit more showmanship in the guys' stuff. Like, obviously, you know, when they score tries and and everything, but also just milking penalties and you know playing the referee and playing off the crowd and sort of a few of those things, which you know a lot of men's professional sports do regardless of, you know, what it is. But, yeah, I think <clears throat> with the girls, there's there's none of that because, like, I, I agree with you, they're, they're kind of just feeling fortunate to to be there. That's, I get, so yeah. they're like, oh, well, I'm just going to play hard every week and, you know, I'm not going to try and milk this penalty or I'm not going to do this, I'm not going to, you know, carry on or, you know, whatever. But it's... um. It, they they play very hard and they're tough. Like I, I think that's that's probably something you see more in. And it's the same as the guys too. But when you watch them in person compared to TV, because when you can actually hear the contact, mm. and yeah. yeah, those girls hit each other, you know, pretty pretty damn hard. But it's it's sort of the same, I think, in in all sport. When when you've got like a whole group and they're all sort of a little bit more inexperienced and maybe they're all a little bit younger, they can all be really good players. But if they don't have one or or a few people who are kind of leading the way, then I think that's where they can fall a bit short. Which I think is what changed yeah. this. Yeah, well, your Millie Boyles and uh, you know, you got someone like that comes into the team. She just does not stop that girl. And yeah, when you get someone that's leading from the front like that, it's just you got someone to follow as well and talking to you. And mm-hmm. you know, it's like you've played sport yourself. When you have certain leaders on the field that have been there a while, it's yeah, and have experience. That's that's a big thing too to keep them keep yeah. their ga- game plan going, keep their head up, that kind of stuff. And you can tell just not even from the Knights, all of the teams they've gotten better and better and. The issue that you've got is these girls, they didn't have, you know, you look at academies and stuff that the men get from a young age. My brother played for the Knights in Jersey Flag and all those, SG ball, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. He was grabbed from Valentine, you know, devils at whatever age to go and train and do this stuff. We don't have those pathways as 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 women. So for them to turn up and, and get better and better, and you see it in the AFLW as well, it's, it's trying to... Um, I think the future of women's sport is really bright and it's going to happen. And I think the NRLW will, you know, in the next five years or so, hopefully they'll become professional and that will be their job. So yeah. it will it will be better and better for us as spectators to watch it as well. Let's um, let's hang on this for a sec because I did want to want to shoot on this for a little bit. Um, obviously, you you're sort of in your in your forties now. So back back when you were growing up, you, you were playing sports, or sort of when you were young what what did you yep. play? like when you were like, i played anything or... i could okay yeah. anything i could yeah so softball was my biggest thing when i was um really young so you know from primary school right through uh, i played that um into my 20s okay. um mid-20s played um softball but rugby union i played as well and cricket yeah. i used to play um yeah so, played, so uh, tell me Tell me this, back back when you were sort of transitioning from like a teenager to to an adult, um, were there any pathways for you to kind of go down, whether you're good enough or not, that's a whole different story, but like was there ways that you could transition into maybe turning professional or getting paid to play or anything like that? No, no. 
a lot of the time. I mean, softball is not a high-profile sport either. Yeah. Now it is overseas, you know, like over in um, Japan and places like that, America, the softball is pretty, you know, there's people that play professionally and a couple of local girls do that. Um, but, yeah, it's, no, you didn't see it on TV. Like, like I said, I played cricket and year 12 I was supposed to uh, go to England and, and play um, representing the New South Wales team for that and but then there was nothing else you know you'd see you know you hear about Belinda Clark and all these people playing for Australia that I mean I remember she come and shook my hand because I got in one of the comps I was playing in like got really good bowling figures right so that was amazing to see her come but half the people didn't even know who she was because Mm -hmm. you don't it wasn't on tv and you got to think back then too you know 20 years ago there was no social media and there was no yeah. streaming and yeah. although the coverage of it wasn't as good, but no, you didn't, there wasn't really any pathway that you could could go through. I mean, if you played netball or, you know, these traditional female kind of sports, um, they have academy of sport and that kind of stuff as well. But, yeah, nothing nothing that you would see as a, say, male-dominated sport. Yeah, Your rugby yeah. unions now, you know, it's a bit different. Um but, you know, we've got the World Cups going on at the moment for a lot of different sports. So it's just awesome to see it on TV. Well, you know, so little girls can see that, you know. Yeah. No, I was I was, uh, I was speaking to someone else about this and I can't remember who it was, but if you – I've got Foxtel here at home and I think even on like 9 Jam and 7, you know, plus all those other ones, there's, there's you know, you can see it. But – there's there's everything on there now for women's stuff. They've got the AFLW, they've got the women's cricket, they've got like the test stuff and Mondays in the Big Bash, like the BBL. Yep. Um, the basketball yep. they had on recently, like when they were playing like the Australia, like I think it was the FIBA. The World Cup. Or something, yeah. yeah. Um, yep. So I think just having that that exposure, for starters, it, it gets, it, it increases the profile of the athletes, I think, which is really good. Because, like you said, yeah. I, I knew Belinda Clark because I was heavily into cricket myself. But cricket. if yeah. if you if you weren't like you wouldn't know Belinda Clark, even though she was top of Australian cricket more or less mm. at, at the time. Yeah. Um, but now, like you know, we spoke before about Millie Millie Boyle, and she's a she's a very well known personality now because mm. a big part of that. I agree with you. Like it's social media, and and you know, obviously having that platform to be able to share um, and get her name out there a bit but also because it's being televised so much more and yeah exactly I everyone I speak to they they say the same thing about it they say it's great they love watching it like they Mm. I mean it's it's different to the men's games all the sports like they're different but they're not better or worse they're just they're just different I think the way it's played like even I watch the cricket and they still hit sixes and, you know, bowl Yorkers and bowl bounces and things, but it's just played a little bit differently. But it's still very entertaining, in my opinion, to to watch a bit of a different style of cricket. But having that available to people who want to watch it, whether guys, girls, whatever. But, yeah, I think the big thing is for young girls, you know, the 10-year-old girl or 12-, 14-year-old girl who is interested in playing and then they think, oh, okay, well, she's on TV, you know, they're – they you know, she's be able to play that as an adult. That's something I want to do, and then that that can be mm. enough to, for people to want the girls to want to be able to pursue that, knowing that there is something for them in the in the longer term. 
Absolutely. There's, and I can't remember a name, but you've got the World Cup rugby going on as well in New Zealand. You mm. know, the Wallaroos are playing and one of the local girls um, from, you know, our competition got called up to, to go over into the squad, you know, like oh, it's cool. just straight away you can see there's, you know, there's opportunity there for, for those girls and it's on TV and, you know, you've got your your Waratahs and your your Reds and your um, that competition as well, your Super Rugby. Like there is, that wasn't, when I played rugby, that didn't exist. Do you know mm. what I mean? So on my thing, I loved rugby league. I grew up watching my brother play. I couldn't play. There was no competition for me to play in. Um, so not saying I would be very good at it, but that's just what you grew up with and watching and what you wanted to play. So I went and played rugby because there was no rugby league competition. Yeah. So I you remember, know, uh, and it's great now that there is. Yeah, I remember growing up, and there was a girl that played in our team and in our comp up until maybe ten, and then so that was I was born in nineteen ninety, so that's what you two thousand ish, and they said, "Oh, you you can't play anymore. You've got to stop." Yeah, because yep. at that point, uh, guys getting a bit bigger, going through puberty, and you know all that stuff, and they just thought, "Well, you know." You shouldn't be playing at this stage with the boys. Um, yep. I mean, that's a whole different discussion. But then there was no, there wasn't enough girls playing to have a comp or to have a team yep. or anything like that. Um, the team yep. that I play um, played cricket for, I haven't played for a few seasons. Newcastle City, they've got an unbelievable girls team. They they have, I think they had enough for two teams this year in the. Mm. In the I think it was like a junior team, so it was like 14 to 16, and they had enough girls for two teams, which was at least yeah. 24 girls, which is yeah. incredible awesome. compared to, yeah. you know, maybe back 20, 25 years ago, they wouldn't have enough, you know, girls and probably a whole of Newcastle to field a professional team or a yeah. rep team, I should say. So there's definitely been a shift in the last little while here, which and I, I don't know exactly when it was or, you know, how that came about, but it probably came back to the televising of a lot more sports and a lot more games. It's been really positive. Mm. But the, the the only thing left to do, which is a big one, is how they can start getting paid well. Mm. Yeah, and they don't need to get paid a million dollars a year, but but getting paid enough so they don't have to work. And then that's where they can actually dedicate themselves training the same way that the guys do. And that's only going to increase the the caliber of the sport too. Like they probably meet up once or twice a week for training. Whereas, you know, professional athletes and professional teams are doing it nearly every day. So mm. I don't have the answer to that, but you know, if they are able to start to get paid enough where they can give away their daytime job, and not have to worry yeah. about the money component, then I think that would be a really huge step in the right direction for it. Mm. Yeah, that's a step. And like I was saying to you before, also having those junior kind of academies and pathways that they do in your in your rugby leagues and your even your union, you know, as well, the AFL, they have, you know, these kids are in that from uh, recognised from a very young age. So mm-hmm. it would be good for them. Yeah, and like you said, it's money. It's, it is all about money, and we do um, need that. It's a it's a business, so I'm not quite sure. I guess it's just us turning up and and paying to watch them and and watching them on on TV and tuning in is yeah, right. a way of supporting them as well too. So yeah, I think it's just a a, a shift in 
um, thinking as well. Like when I played rugby, you'd, we'd, we'd, you know, finish the game and we'd be, say we were playing against Singleton or Scone and we're heading back on the bus and maybe we stopped in at a couple of pubs along the way home, you know. And of course. So you get a, get a look at, oh, what are you, you know, what are you girls doing kind of thing? Oh, we play, you know, play rugby. Oh, oh. Girls don't play rugby, you know. The amount of times I've seen one of our props take a bloke out in the bar and say to show them that they could tackle. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was quite entertaining. Cool. Oh, you reckon we can't play? Yeah, so it's that mentality of, and, I, and I, I think we're well beyond that now, but it's still, I think the people that are still in charge and the people that are kind of with the sponsorship dollars and that kind of thing might still be a bit old school in, in their thinking. It's it's definitely changed, but mm-hmm. um, I think there's still a bit of, you know, women aren't as, well, they shouldn't be playing contact sports and, you know, that yeah. kind of thing, um, that it's, older generation. but It's unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah, I think there is a, still a bit of that stigma around and yeah, that'll just die out, I think. Like, yeah. Because yeah. there's like, especially if you look at the NRLW, there's more teams, there's another four teams coming in next year. It's going to get even more, you know, like coverage. So it's going to start to become Absolutely. pretty like accepted and well known that well, girls play and they don't, they're not just playing touch ball to you like it is the real, the real thing. Um, hey guys, just very quickly, if you have been enjoying our podcast and you've been watching us on YouTube, I would love for you to subscribe to our channel. If you've been listening to our podcast, give us a follow, give us a five-star rating on Apple or Spotify or wherever it is that you've been listening to us. It really helps the channel grow and I would be extremely appreciative and grateful if you took a moment to do that for me. Okay, that's it from me. Enjoy the rest of the show. And I think it's a mind shift. Sorry, Mitch. I think it's a mind shift for, for us as women as well, sports people. So sports women that, um, you know, that these girls are really, really good at what they do and women. And um, I've been listening to a podcast called The Female Project, I think it's called. And it's really refreshing to hear women talk about themselves and say how good they are. Usually Mm. where, like you said, you said it before where um, these girls are grateful and I said it as well, grateful just to be playing football, right? But they need to be seen as more than that. They're very good at what they do. It's not just they shouldn't have to take less pay. Um, you look at the American football um, or soccer team at the moment, they've just signed that. Um, they settled with uh, the American Association where they got $24 million in, um, I think it was, a, as a settlement, and they've got equal pay now to their men's team because they've actually oh, wow. been more, success, more successful than their men's team, yet we're getting paid nowhere near the amount they mm. were. You know, they've won gold medals and World Cups and scored more, you know, Abby Wombach has scored more goals than any any person playing mm-hmm. soccer, male or female, you know, and it's backing themselves as well, saying we've got a really good product here and this is what we deserve to, yeah. to be able to play. I mean, they, they don't have a game without those women either. So I think that will, once they start believing in themselves and, and understanding that, you know what, we are just as good as these guys and we produce just as good as entertainment and um, skill level that the men do. Um, like you said, it's different and women are different and it's a different kind of game. And I don't think we want to be comparing the two either. I think we can see it as its own product. 
for what yeah. it is as well, you know what I mean? So well, yeah, that that uh, was and that's what my... makes it good because it's different. Yeah, and that's that's kind of what I've noticed from what, watching it. Like it's it's the same game that's just played a bit differently. But but like I'm I'm a I'm a big golf fan, and, and and you watch different styles of golf, and you know men play it differently. We, like there's all sorts of different ways to play the same sport. So you know even women's basketball, like they're not few of them can dunk yeah. like super tall girls, but it's a different game because they're not as tall and they're not able to to dunk on the ten foot rim as easily as the men. So they rely more on their shooting, um, mm. and a bit more sort of passing as opposed to just sort of you know attacking the rim and dunking. So it, it's a different different game. It's the same sport played differently. Not to say it's better. Yeah, or different it's, tactics. It's different. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And from yeah. a coaching yeah. perspective, like the coach would actually coach it different as well. Uh, even mm. though, like if you look at the NRLW. Like they, the women, like no one can kick as high as Matt Burton. Like no other men can either. Yeah. Like let Freak, alone, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But but there's, there's the women can't kick that high, so they're not gonna, you know, have the game around them doing these big torpedo bombs. But maybe it is more like you know the lower kicks, like a grubber or a chip or a crossfield kick. So it's just mm. the way that they would be coached and the strategy would be different. But mm. it's yeah. uh, it, it's a it's a really good point that you brought up that you know if they start feeling like they are worthy of more and they are, you know, like I said, they they shouldn't feel like they're just fortunate to be there because they've been picked as a professional sport the same way that, you know, men are playing. And it's just if they all start sharing that mindset and they sort of move together as a collective, I think that's when will be when they yeah. see, see progress. But uh, last thing I was going to say on it, um, it's interesting when you compare group uh, sorry, team sports to individual sports because tennis mm-hmm. and golf have been quite uh, diversified with men versus women for, for a long time now. Even when I was growing up playing golf, I played sort of all through my teen years and there was, there was girls divisions, girls comps, like girls academies. Like I, I played with girls all the time back then. And mm. even though it wasn't as popular then, like there weren't that many teenage girls wanting to play golf but there was still an avenue for them they still had female champions they still had like i said the academy and tournaments and things like that and the same with tennis like they've been getting paid the same for quite a while now i don't know exactly but if you look at the grand slams and things like that's the same money yeah yep but there's been some sort of disconnect there between the team sports and the individual stuff and it's interesting and i don't know if it is because of that you know that old way of thinking where it's like women in contact sport and because obviously tennis and and, and golf you know it's there's there's none of that um but it's it's interesting to see that there has been such a change you know with the team sport lately but for the individual stuff it's been happening for quite a while Mm. yeah that's an interesting one i think it, it may have something to do with sport that's like you said, traditionally played by men. So, I mean, golf, and maybe it is a con- because of the contact part of of the game um, where, yeah, it's, yeah, what is the difference? Why why is tennis um, so far ahead of, of everyone else in regards to, yeah, yeah quality think, and, and that kind of thing, yeah. I think as well and golf because as well. there are a lot of um, adult women you know, middle-aged women, even older women who play tennis and golf. Like, yeah, true. There's seven, eight-year-old women playing playing golf and they're on the board and the committee and things. So obviously, they're going to be 
pushing for for that. Whereas, you know, there's not, as far as I know, many eighty year old women playing playing rugby league. It's just the nature of what it is. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> and how long the sport's been around for? Exactly what, like you said, like, um, you know, those sports, like you said, tennis has been um, played for a very long time as well. You know, I, I know rugby probably goes back a long time as well. But it just, yeah, it does seem like it. It was, it's a easier game to play you only need two people to play tennis right as well mm, maybe yeah, there's exactly. something to do with it with trying to and look you could go right into um women what what their role was in society as well you can go back to that maybe um that mm. it's you know we, we probably don't want to go right back that far but as far yeah, as what you, you're yeah. supposed to do do you know what i mean like the roles within the household and that kind of thing mm. maybe tennis was seen as a something that was at the country females could do yeah yeah. exactly as well so and golf the same so it may be more of a class thing there that you've probably highlighted too maybe i don't know could be something that's but you're right too because it's like to to organize a you know a rugby league game or a rugby union game you need close to 40 well you know 30 to 40 women and you need referees and touch judges and facilities and ground and things whereas tennis it's like let's just go get his court and, yeah. you know, off you. And golf, it. it's like you just go on the course and you're away. So I guess the, yeah. the ease of that um, has probably facilitated that a bit too. But Yeah. Oh, yeah. and the referees, mate, how good. Casey Badger doing yeah. World Cup games. You that's know, right. like it's – that's the other avenue. Like you don't have to actually play. Like say you love the sport but you're not quite good enough or, um, you know, you are getting older and, you know, you can't – your body can't take that contact anymore or for whatever reason injuries whatever there's other options as well to be able to to be involved that commentating you see it now yeah doing the commentating love it love watching the women commentate because i just think they just give a whole different perspective on on the sport as well and we see things differently to what men do and i think it's i think it's brilliant to have those different points of view as well yeah and i think you'll start to see more of the coaching stuff too like coaching and training and you know i know in the nba like the men's nba they have women who are part of like the coaching teams of some of the male teams so it's definitely progressing which is a which is a good thing absolutely the one of the um coaches for uh the wallaroos alana i can't think of her last name but um she played here locally as well, played rugby, and she coaches the Melbourne Rebels women's oh, team. Yeah. So, you know, that's, again, like you said, there's other girls can see this stuff and it's not just, oh, women can't be coaches. Mm. You know, it's it's awesome that it's another avenue for, for people to get involved in a sport if you if you love it. And, yeah, you're not a player. But maybe it's player, yeah. So it's, yeah. And I think, like you said before, the way, the reason, one of the reasons why it has I think they've done a lot of grassroots stuff. Like I'm not involved in that area, but I can imagine that they, you know, the government or whoever, they've done a lot of Academy of Sport or whatever. They've probably done a lot of recruiting as well or getting out there and getting girls to play, mm. you know. Well, so, so hey, come and try come and try this sport kind of thing. So because it's probably not on their radar. Yeah. Um, now it is. But like I'm saying, when I grew up, no. Like you said, we couldn't throw together a cricket team. At high school, it was very hard to just get, you know, enough people to to play that. Yeah. Because girls were like, oh, girls just weren't interested in it, you know. So 
I think there's a lot yeah. of clubs now uh, that do like free rego and stuff for girls just to try and mm. see if there is like a money barrier that was stopping them. And, and it's never that. I mean, it could be a hundred bucks or a couple hundred bucks, but still like that can be enough to deter, you know, someone from wanting to play. So they get free rego, they get free kit, you know, clothes, training gear, all that stuff. So it's just a little bit of an extra incentive which I have heard of. Yeah, they did that for the AFL the first year of the women's comp here in Newcastle. Um, look, that was one of the reasons why I had a go at it was yeah. because it was free and I thought, um, and yeah, and you should see it now, like from that year that I played to um, I, someone come and asked me to come back and have another go. Oh, God, it was before COVID. So, um, yeah, and the quality of those girls now, say from... It might have been through four or five years before that I had that first year. The caliber of those girls that are playing now is unbelievable. Their mm-hmm. skills on them, the skill levels, it's just what they've done in the last five years is just, yeah, phenomenal. Yeah, and yeah. you can see it. Yeah, so, we'll do just playing just more. a local level. That's right, playing more, training more, getting some coaching, like having the opportunity. Like it's they're all yeah. they're all feeding into becoming like a better athlete and that and that's what i was saying before like if it gets to the point where women who are professional athletes aren't having to work a day job and they're spending more time in the gym they're spending more time training more time caring for their body like all that stuff that kind of feeds into mm. being a professional athlete then it is only going to increase the quality as opposed to just rocking mm. up to one or two training sessions a day and then game day like it's 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 hails in comparison to what you know, a, a male professional athlete would do so. Mm. I can't yeah. wait to be sitting, you know, on the lounge at sixty or seventy and watching these, um, you know, professional women go around. I think it'll be, yeah, yeah it'll just be awesome. And you might know someone that's that's, that's watching on TV. I think it'll be brilliant. Yeah. Well, it's it's definitely more likely to be that than than sort of where it is now or reverting back to where it was. It's it's definitely trending in the right in the right way. So it, uh, yeah, it's, awesome. yeah it's, it's exciting. It's exciting for, I think it's mainly exciting for younger girls or, you know, who are into sport or their parents can push them into, or not push them, but sort of lead them into that sport and know that it could be something that they can make a, a career out of and not just something they do up until they're 16 and then have to give it up because there's no purpose, you know, outside of enjoying the game. So, mm. And it's a huge thing. I know we're probably going over time, but I look at, so Charlie's 13, right? So she's at the age now. So she plays soccer, loves playing soccer. She's not going to play for the Matildas like or anything like that. She's pretty good. Like she's one of the best players in her club team that she plays for. But that age for girls, boys is not as bad, but to try and get girls to keep playing sports, keep fit from that teenager when they first start going to high school it's really hard the numbers just drop off as soon Mm -hmm. as they you know start going to high school you know maybe get interested in boys whatever um things different priorities change so i think the more that they can not i mean and they don't even have to aspire to be playing professional sport but they can if they can see the women on the tv um playing it it can kind of they're like, oh, well, I love to play soccer too or I love to just play socially, AFL mm. or whatever it is, cricket. It, it kind of spurs them on as well that maybe they might not 
be playing in the team, but they get, you know, they yeah have a connection. Oh, that's well. right. And, and and you know, everyone who who every kid who plays for for everyone who you know is an excellent player who has a chance to make it, you know, into the professional ranks. There's a hundred who you know are never really going to do it, and that's totally fine. It doesn't mean you have to stop playing when you realize exactly. that. Yeah. But if yep. but to your point, yeah, if there's if it is becomes a little bit more cool, like oh, you know, like I see, I watch this on the te- TV every week, and you know, I want to go and play soccer because I've been watching this. And if that continues, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, like that's only going to be a positive thing, as opposed to like oh, you know, like mum's not making me play anymore because you know I'm yeah. a teenager. But from a physical yeah. fitness standpoint, I mean, yeah. that's what I'm all about. You know, I love helping people get fit and healthy, and and you know, for for me, it's. And for us, it's through the gym normally. But, you know, after that, if people are doing that through sport and through team stuff and all the positive positives that come from being a part of a team, all the things you learn, yep. you meet people, you know, you network, you've got friends, fam- you know, families interact and, you know, it becomes that whole different outlet for people. But all the other positive things that come from it. So I think it's, it's I don't have kids. You can speak to this more than me, but it's it's one of the better things that kids can get into is team sport to be able to make friends, learn discipline, learn how to be part of a team, which you can obviously transition and use for, you know, things and other things in your life when you do get older and you're in the workforce and everything as well. Yeah, there's so many awesome knock-on effects from playing team sport and just, like you said, the fitness you get from it, the fun, like kids just having fun. Mm. and socializing like it's huge to yeah to be able to do that and um yeah i think that's that will be a huge knock-on effect from from watching people on tv and yeah, yeah. and keeping kids going through with it i think is um very important yeah. right very well important. we will leave it there mm. that was that was good chat last last yeah. question you think the knights will double up and win again next year Oh, absolutely, hundred yeah. percent. No I doubt. know you said I was crazy saying that. Well, I mean, you said it as well. We said the Knights were going to win the Premiership. They kept laughing at us, mate. They were laughing at us. <laughs> we just didn't specify which which team it was going to be. I just think, mate, if they the effort and the determination they show, and I know it's a bit hard. Like I'm not here to um, rubbish the, the the men either because I've watched them since they started. I remember going to the going to Marathon Stadium as it was back then and, um, you know, going with my dad on the hill watching the, the Knights play and loved it. Like it's part of the fabric of Newcastle, you know. So, yeah. but I just think it's to watch them and the passion that they play with and um, the determination, it's just, yeah. It's great. It's really, really cool. So I don't care if they win or lose. If they keep putting in and putting the effort in, like I know we t- we do – probably are a bit hard on the men sometimes because they haven't had a, mm. you know, I don't know the last time they've had a good season, but, oh, did we make the semis a couple of years ago? But, yeah, yeah it's just. It's few and far between, though, yeah. Yeah. So I think, yeah, if they keep putting the effort in, I, I'm happy with that. I'm happy to watch them turn up and yeah. watch them. Especially a so. place like Newcastle, like it's a blue-collar type of place. You know, that, even with the, I don't think they've ever, care that the Knights have lost or haven't gone well. It's just all about the effort they put in, which I think why, yeah. you know, they've rallied around the girls and obviously they won premiership, which is incredible, but it's it, it all comes down to effort. And if fans know that they're putting in everything they can, then they're going to get behind them. That's it. All right. Yep. Leave it there, Brookie. Thanks cool. for coming on that. No Thanks, Mitch. See you, mate. Bye-bye.
Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If there is a topic you'd like us to discuss that we haven't already, please make sure you reach out in Facebook Messenger and we'll do our best to cover it in the upcoming episodes. For those of you enjoying the podcast, we'd love for you to like, subscribe and leave us a rating. It really helps us grow and spread the good word. Hoping you're all having a great day and we'll be sure to see you on the next one.